Welcome to the Life Point Church podcast. Need to get something important out of the way real quick here. Um, who thinks the Chiefs are going to win? All right, 49ers. Who, who's like, is there a game or something today? Who's that? Okay. God forgive them. They... <laughs> Well, I want you to know I've been praying about it, so here's how I figured out who's going to win. I took two cards, I put a Chiefs emblem on this one and a 49ers on this, and I put a different treat on each one, and I set my dog loose. (laughs) She sniffed both of them, and she went to the Chiefs, so that's how I know. Anyways, she's not the smartest dog anyway, but anyways, that's a whole different story. Um, So we are in week number four of a series that God put on our heart to kick off the year with, and we've been learning that back in the book of Exodus, God led his people out out, out of bondage. He led them out of slavery where they were for nearly 500 years, and he brought them out, and he was leading them into a promised land. Now, they were slaves, so they owned nothing, had no voice of their own, couldn't worship as they desired. God brings them out. And he brought them out to bring them into the promised land. And on his way out of Egypt and on their way into the land of Canaan, they were going through the wilderness in Sinai. And they came to, the, came to Mount Sinai. And God called Moses, their leader, up to Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain. And he did it dramatically. The Bible said there, were, there was noise and lightning and thunder and smoke. And it intimidated the people so much so that they told Moses, um, you go talk to God and just tell us what he says because we're scared of God. And Moses said, you don't have to be scared of God. He said, God's come to prove you so you won't sin. And so what he was saying was, I'm about to give you some guidance. I'm about to give you some commandments. Um, the Hebrew says the 10 matters or the 10 words. We call them the 10 commandments. So Moses goes up on Mount Sinai. He comes down um, with the Ten Commandments, and the Ten Commandments were, were guidelines and principles for God's people to live by so they could avoid sin, so they could live on a higher level, they could live a better life because they had not had a better life. They'd been slaves, right? So um, God brings them out, gives them these commandments to live by. He's about to bring them into their promised land. Now, I've said this every week, but it's so important for you to realize God did not give them those commandments in Egypt. Here's why. It wasn't the commandments that set them free. It was the hand of God. It's the same thing in our life. The book of Romans says this, we were slaves to sin. We could not rescue ourselves. So it wasn't principles that freed us. It was the power of Jesus. It was the work of Jesus on the cross. It was our faith in Christ. So it was never our works that, got, uh, that freed us. So what happened was uh, uh, the power of Christ set us free. Now he gives us the word of God as principles to help us avoid sin, to help us live a better life. So they do not, it is not what set you free and delivered you. That's God's hand. Amen? Amen. So these principles were given to God's people, and so we're just calling this series The List. There are 10 of them, and we are in week four, so next week we will actually be halfway through. Um, The first three commandments are directly about God, and the last six commandments are about how we are in relationship to each other. But the fourth commandment is a little bit of a transition commandment. It could fit with the first three. But it's about how we react to God, his creation, how we respond to 
uh, really a principle that he has given us. And I want to say this, that these commandments, how do they apply today? They're principles today for us to still live by. They're still relevant for us. And so the first commandment, God said this, that don't have any gods before me. And the principle behind that one is just the principle of God being the highest priority in our lives. The second commandment, he said, don't bow down or serve any other images, which is about idolatry. And it is a principle about where our passion is and our passion goes. And then last weekend, we, we learned a really good one. And um, it's basically worded this way. Don't carry Yahweh's name in a common way. And we learned last week about how our pridefulness gets in the way of how we carry the name of Yahweh. If you missed any of those, I would just encourage you to go online and, and catch up on those. So let's go to Exodus chapter 20. And this is actually the longest commandment it's as the most uh, worded commandment or the most several scriptures. So it's the longest commandment. Chapter 20, <clears throat> verse 8 says, remember. Everyone say Remember. Um, Deuteronomy, these are also repeated. It doesn't say remember there. It says observe. So we're told to do two things with the fourth commandment. Remember it and observe it. Recall it and follow it. Remember it and reserve, observe it. To observe it, you have to remember it. So remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. There are six days that you will labor and do all of your work. But on the seventh day, it's the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it, you shall do a little bit of work. No work. Just paying it, see if you're paying attention. Um, you shouldn't, your son shouldn't, your daughter shouldn't, your male servant or your female servant or your cattle or your, the stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything that's in them. And on the seventh day God actually did what? He rested. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath and he hallowed it. Um, the word Sabbath means to cease or come to a uh, Stop, And we actually see that God created the world in six days. And on the seventh day, God did what? He, he ceased or he took a Sabbath. And I want to share with you the principle that I want to talk about today is the principle of rest. Everybody say rest. It could also be the principle of trust, but we're going to call it the principle of rest. So that's what the fourth commandment is. It's about rest. I was actually taught this commandment wrong. I was taught that this means you go to church on Sunday. Um, you should go to church on Sunday, and that's part of it. But it's not really what this principle is really, really about. And I will be honest with you. I do believe that everybody in this room and everybody watching online has broken every commandment. We have. That's why we need grace. Um, but I do believe this is a commandment that a lot of us, including myself, have shattered Thank you for making me feel all alone. <laughs> um, as I mentioned, I, I didn't learn this one quite right, and I, I have shattered this commandment. Um, I remember when I first started in ministry, I was really out to uh, save the world. I just wanted to work with young people. I wanted to reach all of them, and I was, um, was going to do it if it killed me. And I remember a, a guy that, he wasn't a pastor on our staff, but he, he worked at the church, and my ambition met his challenge. Um, his challenge was no one could outwork him. If you know me, I'm competitive. I'm just saying. Um, no, nobody could outwork him. You worked on your day off. You worked long hours. You showed up early. You stayed late. Da, 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 da. And because of that challenge, I, I, I was out to 
to, to win that battle. I won. Um, I don't say that proudly. I'm just saying it, it got ingrained in me. Um, I remember my wife, when we first got married, stopped me one day, and, and she said, you can't do ministry like this, or there won't be a, a family. There won't be an us. And I was, as I mentioned, I, I failed miserably at that. When I first started, I would work um, even on my day off, and then there would be an event the next day. So I was working seven days a week very, very, very hard. Um, and I thought that's what God wanted. And, and I will tell you, that is absolutely not what God wanted. And since I'm the only one that's ever done this, let's just move on. Um, um, so I think today, what I'm going to share with you will be foreign to everything you've ever maybe heard. Um, I'm, I'm going to do my best to teach this to you, but I want to encourage you in something. Uh, about two years ago, I was at the gym with my headphones on, listening to um, Pastor Robert Morris from Gateway Church. We're, you know, we're a Gateway Network church member, and I was listening to him, and he talked about rest. I'll be honest with you. I, I, had, you know, I would go in each week. I'd have these messages I want to listen to, and I saw the one about rest. I'm like, who wants to watch that? I don't need to rest. Uh, but I stuck it on because I listened to all the other messages, and I almost couldn't finish the workout. I was so convicted. But you know how things are. You hear a good sermon, you're like, yeah, I'm going to apply that, and then life goes on. So I remember um, hearing it again, and then this past fall being at a conference there, and he taught it again, and his book came out. I would encourage you, go online and find Pastor Robert Morris talking about rest. Get this book. Um, but I will give you a warning. It will jack you up. Sort of in a good way, sort of in a bad way, but it will show you how we've missed it. So I'm going to try my best to teach you some things that I learned from him. Y'all ready to go? So let's make some points. So Sabbath is a command from God. Um, did you notice that they are not the 10 suggestions? Sometimes we look at things like that and, well, that's a good suggestion. No, these are the 10 what? Commandments. These are things God would command of us. And, and he says, you, you have to have a Sabbath, which means to cease or the principle of rest. Here's my first point. Um, God gave the Sabbath or to cease as a gift. Now, how many know if God gave a gift, we want that gift? Because the Bible said every good and perfect thing comes down from the Father above. So if God's giving us a gift from above, how many know it's good? And it's good for us. Um, the Bible said he, Jesus came that we would have life and life more abundantly, it's the thief that does what? Steals, kills, and destroys, right? The Bible said the word of God, it's like food to us. It's like nourishment to us. It'll guide us, lead us, correct us, direct us, so it's good. So these words, what we're learning today is it's good. And so the Sabbath principle was this, work six days, rest on the seventh. Now, I want you to think about this. For those of us who've learned to become tithers, here's something that we've learned, that um, we bring home a check, and let's just say that check is $1,000. 10% of that is God's, right? That's $100. So $900 we keep, $100. The Bible says it's not even ours. We return to God. Here's what we believe as believers, and if you become a tither, you've learned this, that um, God can do more with my 10% than I can do with my 90 That's what we've learned. So I want you to think of the same principle that God can do more with our six days than we can with our seven. So God said, six days labor, one day rest. 
And when we obediently observe the Sabbath, we allow God to do more with our six days. Let's read here. I want you to know how serious this is. And y'all have a serious look on your face, so this is good. Chapter 16 in Exodus says this. And God said to them, this is what the Lord has said. Tomorrow, it's your Sabbath what? Rest. And it's a consecrated or holy Sabbath to the Lord. So bake what you will bake today, boil what you will boil today, and lay up for yourselves all that remains so it will be kept until morning. So they laid it up till morning as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink, nor were there any worms in it. And Moses said, eat today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. There will be six days you'll gather it, but on the seventh day of the Sabbath there will be none. Now it happened that some of the people went out on the seventh day to gather, but they found what? None. And the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Let me stop there for a moment. If you remember, God was feeding his children manna from heaven on a daily basis. And he told them, I will provide you day by day by day. Don't, don't, don't store it up because it will rot. But he did say this about the seventh day, boil, bake, and store up for the seventh day. There's a crazy principle here. God doesn't promise you provision on the seventh day. He promises you provision from those six days and rest on the seventh day. Verse, verse 29, see, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath. It's a gift. Therefore, he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. In other words, he gives us enough for the rest day. You shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, because it's holy to you. Everyone who profanes the Sabbath, look what it says, shall be put to death. Now relax. That's not what we do in the, the day that we're in. So if you, if you messed up the Sabbath, God's not going to kill you. But that, that's God's answer in this Old Testament. So in other words, how many know it's serious? <clears throat> that person shall be cut off from, or for whoever does any work on the Sabbath, that person will be cut off from among the people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of what? Rest, it's consecrated to the Lord. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath day, he shall surely be put to death. Therefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath. They will observe the Sabbath throughout their generations as a what? Perpetual covenant. That means an ongoing covenant. It wasn't supposed to stop. What verse am I on? 17. It's a sign between me and Israel forever. For in six days, God made heaven and earth. And on the seventh day, God did what? He rested. Look what it says. And he was what? (laughs) I'll read it to you. I don't know what happened there. Um, On the seventh day, God rested. Okay. God rested. I'll just read it to you. And he was refreshed. No, 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 no. God rested and God was refreshed. So the people rested on the seventh day. Um, How does God get refreshed? We're talking about God. Well, the Bible said for six days, God was creating the earth and on the seventh day he rested. And he was refreshed. 
This is why it's a commandment, because this rest refreshes us. What was God doing for six days? Speaking and breathing out. How did God create? And on day seven, what did God do? He breathed what? In. Now, <clears throat> to understand a, 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 the proper Sabbath, Jewish people, <clears throat> this is what the Sabbath would be like to them. Um, obviously, their Sabbath would be Saturday. And so on Friday evening, they would begin to prepare food for the next day. So they had all their meals prepared. On Friday evening, they would go to a brief service. They would come home, have that meal. They would talk. They would fellowship, and they would study the Torah. This is what would happen on Friday evening. On Saturday morning, they would get up. They would go to a service from 9 to noon. Y'all wouldn't make it. I just know you wouldn't make it. We do an hour 15, hour and 30, and you're like, but three hours. They would come home, they would have another celebration. Well, actually, Friday evening started with a small meal and ended with a celebration meal. So Saturday after church was over, or their, their uh, service was over, they would have this big celebration meal, and here's how the rest of their day, their day would go. They would take a nap, take a walk, do something that refreshed them. They would play games together as a family. They would look, study the Torah and end the evening with another big meal. A lot of food, a lot of rest. On relaxation, but that was the that was the principle that they understood. Um, somehow we don't understand that principle in the culture that uh, we all live in. Mark chapter two says this: that the Sabbath was made for man, and it is our benefit. So that means there is one day a week that you and I shouldn't be working. Let me put it this way: there's a day a week we shouldn't be stuck to our emails. Now, now think about. This, this, this principle, how important it is that God said, if you broke it, you should die. So it's an important, important principle. God gave it to us as a gift. He gave us a gift as, a, now listen, I know it's not the most exciting message in the world, but hear me, God gave us this because he knew we needed it. We needed to rest and we needed to be refreshed. And God gave a principle in the middle of all these commandments. And some people say the commandments are in order of importance. So right up there with don't worship another God, don't take his name in vain, he says, rest. He didn't say, hey, I've got a good idea. No, he said, I command you, you need rest. God rested. So it's a gift to us. It's actually a gift for us. Everyone say, it's a gift. It's a gift. And I love what Pastor Robin Moore says. He said, everyone asks, what do you do on that day off? And he said, that's not the issue. It's what you don't do. But let's, let's keep moving. So it's a gift. Here's the second thing I would say to you today, that observing the Sabbath gift is a blessing to our lives. It's a blessing to our lives. Exodus chapter 31 says this, you shall keep the Sabbath, therefore, th- therefore, for it's holy to who? It's holy to you. It's sacred to you. Everyone who profanes it shall surely be what? Put to death. Whoever does any work on that day, the person shall be what? Cut off from among God's people. Work shall be done for six days, but the seventh is the Sabbath of rest. It's holy to God, so it's holy to the Lord. It's holy to us. Whoever does any work on the Sabbath, he shall surely be what? Verse 16. So therefore, Israel, keep the Sabbath. Observe the Sabbath throughout what? 
all the generations. Once again, a perpetual covenant. It's a sign between me and Israel forever, and we're engrafted into Israel, right? So for in six days, God made the heavens. On the seventh day, God rested, and God was refreshed. Even God honored the Sabbath as a perpetual covenant. Here's the thing about the Sabbath. It's also a principle of trust. It's saying that I can work hard for six, ga- six days, rest on the Sabbath, and trust God that he'll sustain me. Trust God that he'll still provide for me. Trust God that he'll still keep us healthy. He will keep us whole. Here's, here's the deal about the covenant. It takes some faith. It takes some faith. Um, everyone knows God's favorite restaurant, right? Chick-fil-A. Um, I always say the best thing about Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays. Worst thing about Chick-fil-A is closed on Sundays because um, everyone wants Chick-fil-A right now because I mentioned it. But, but this is a Chick-fil-A store because we know they're closed on Sundays, right? So they are open six, six days a week and they say we're closed on Sundays for rest and worship. I mean, it's bold. They say it. Um, other restaurant chains are usually open, some of them 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A, a Chick-fil-A store, uh, according to statistics, will make $5 million annually. Another restaurant will make $1 million annually. Actually, this year they're up. It's almost $6 million because they're doing God's principle. That's five times the profit. Think about it. If you said, we're going ha- to just close one day a week, all the other restaurants are 24-7, and you're making five times as much, that's because God's hand is on it. That's why it's God's restaurant, right? Now, I'm, I'm not saying he never likes McDonald's, whatever. I'm just saying some of these places are open 24 hours a day. It's God's way of doing things. We, we, this is why God says it's a command. How many know God's way of doing things is a better way? So what, what do we need in our lives? We need to create a Sabbath. We need to create a Sabbath where we can do some things like unplug, rest, relax, enjoy life, be refreshed, and just be mindful of God and his goodness. So it's a gift when we observe it. It blesses our lives. And I want to spend a a moment on the last one. Ignoring the Sabbath gift creates damage to our lives. Here's what I know, that we work really, really, really insane hours. We push hard, trying to be successful, under lots of pressure, with no rest. We end up being exhausted. That's why we have the health problems we do. That's why we have the relationship crisis we do. Um, God had a different way of doing it. And so what I wanted to challenge all of us with is, just like we learned about the principle of tithing, Let's learn about this principle of rest. And, and, and so um, if I came up to you and said something like this to you, hey, David, man, let's, let's go break some commandments. Let, let's, uh, let's go steal. Um, let, let's go murder. Let's go lie. Let's go commit adultery. Oh, wait, what would the reaction be? You've lost it. No. But if I said, hey, let's go work some more. So the other commandments, we would never think of doing those things, but how quickly would we violate the fourth commandment? When we observe it, there's a blessing on our lives, rest and refreshment. When we ignore the principle, it brings damage. It it, it creates damage in our lives. Here's why this commandment is a little hard to follow. It's the same thing I talked about last week. It's pride. It's unbelief. It's mistrust. 
um, because we like to do it ourselves. And, and, and I'm standing here today telling you, um, I have not been the best example of this. And it hurt me physically. It hurt my family. Um, probably hurt ministry that I did because even though I had good intentions, how many know intentions don't count? So I'm learning this one. My wife asked me the other day, she's always good, I'll share something with her, and she has a really annoying statement. So how are you going to work this out? How are you going to plan this, Mr. Organizer? How are you going to get this into, I'm like, quiet. But it was a good question, because I had to sit down and say, man, starting this year, and so, so we're, we're, we tell our, our team, because for us, we work on Sundays. Sunday through Thursday is our work day. And so we've done some cool things to tell our guys, like, I mean, once in a while, something may happen where you have to work on a Friday, then we, we adjust our time. But that's, that's your day. That's your day. That's your refreshing day. That's your refueling day. My wife's even put a team together so someone can answer hospital calls or something for us on that day because it's important. Um, let, 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 me, let me read this to you. This is sort of comical, but this, you'll get the, um, the point here. Um, look what it says in, in Numbers Still talking about this principle of rest. Now, while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, look what they found. They found a man gathering sticks on the Sabbath. Gathering sticks. Criminal, right? Stick gather. I mean, lock him up. He is a danger to society. What, was, what did he do? He was picking up sticks. And those who found him picking up sticks brought him to Moses and Aaron and before the whole congregation. So they put him on in, under guard because it had not been explained what should be done to him yet. So here's this horrible, horrible person picking up sticks, probably destined to a life of crime since he was small, right? Picking up sticks, you stick picker-upper. Um, and so... They lock him up to find out what to do with him. They obviously ask God, because look what God said. The man must surely be put to death. Of course, he's picking up sticks. We can't have that in society. And all the congregations congregation shall stone him with stones outside of the camp. So as the Lord commanded Moses, the congregation brought him outside the camp and stoned him with stones, and he died. Anyone glad you live under the covenant of grace? Now, the point to this, and the point of me being funny is to us, we think picking up a few sticks on the rest day. And they ask God, what do we do with such a person? God says, stone him. Now, we do not live in the Old Testament, um, obviously, the, the direct wrath of God. The point is, this is important. So I would say it this way. In the Old Testament, it was the death penalty. It may not be the death penalty literally but we're killing ourselves. We're killing ourselves by the fast-paced, workaholic, Western culture that we've all bought into. And God said, I have a way that you can live stress-free. I have a way that your body can refresh itself. I have a way that your body won't um, be torn up by disease. I have a way that your body can last a long time. So, you know, I, I've actually preached to you that the Bible actually promises you 120 years. It's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. So we can shout about it, praise the Lord, we can confess it, but if we miss the rest, we're not going to make 120. 
We just won't. We can shout about it because there's principle of rest that we have to learn. Look at this. Even the land in Leviticus, the Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai. He said, speak to the children of Israel and say this to them. When you come to the land that I give you, the land shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord. Even the land. Six years, sow your field. Six years, prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. But in the seventh year, there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall neither sow your field or prune your vineyard. Even the land, God knew it needed a rest year. Look what it says also in Leviticus here. Uh, jump a few verses down. It says, so you shall observe my statutes and my judgments, and you shall perform them. And if you do, you will dwell in the land in what? Safety. And the land will yield its fruit, and you will eat your fill, and you will Dwell there in what? Safety. This is a principle God has given us to be more fruitful, to be more refreshed, to be more refueled. You'll make your 120 if we can learn these principles. And like I said, a lot of people say the commandments are in order of importance. So check this out. No gods before him. Don't worship other gods. Don't use his name. Don't, don't treat Yahweh's name too common. Then I command you to have rest. If God had to step back and be refreshed, and we're going 24-7, 365 for year after year after year after year, and we wonder why we're breaking down emotionally, physically, even spiritually, mentally, it's because we missed something. God gave us a gift. He said, trust me, I'll sustain you, keep you, provide for you, I'm refuel you, refresh you, work hard for six days, but you got to find a rest day. What do you do on that rest day? Well, you, you do the things that would ref, refresh you. Am I speaking? The th Are y'all getting this this morning? Uh, it's a very important commandment, and I'm trying to give it enough weight as I'm saying it from a person who learned this the wrong way. But I made, uh, uh, I made up my mind. I'm in my late 20s now. I don't want to spend the rest of my... <laughs> All right, 30, okay. Um, I, I, I want to... I want to fix this. Here's the coolest thing about God. We, we serve a God who's a redeemer. And me and my wife have had, I have had these conversations before that, you ever just wish you knew something from the Bible 20 years ago? Or have you ever had to relearn something that you learned wrong? This is what I learned about this commandment. Maybe you did too. Go to church on Sunday. Anyone else learn that? That's what I learned. You go to church on Sunday or God will kill you if you don't. That's sort of what I learned, right? <laughs> but really what God said, going to church is part of it. We just we learned about the Jewish Sabbath. We, we do go to church. It's part of it. But there should be a spirit of rest, a spirit of relaxation. And so here's what I would like to challenge you with. Um, what you messed up, ask God to redeem it. Ask God to energize your body. Actually, I heard Pastor Robert Morris teach this, and, and, and he he, God led him to make up for 50-some days he had to take off to be regenerated. And he said it was 53 days. That's what he owed God. And on the 53rd day, everything changed. Now, I'm not telling you you have to calculate and figure all that out. I'm not even sure where I would start. But the point is, God commanded this. It's a gift to find rest. Work hard your six days. He said, well, what if I have an emergency? Well, there's a whole scripture about that. If your ox or if your donkey falls in the ditch on the Sabbath, sorry, dude. I mean, <laughs> no, you pull your donkey out. In other words, emergencies happen. The point is we have to protect that Sabbath. And, 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 and God will do 
what he does in tithing. He will take your 10% you give him and do more with it than you could do with your 90%. Give God that rest day. Rest, he refreshes you. So what would it look like for us? Maybe Sunday's that day. Prepare yourself on Saturday. I, I, I've learned this, you know. Um, just, just, can we just be practical for a moment? Don't stay up to 3 a.m. on Saturday. Stagger in here on Sunday. Wonder what happened. Go home, cook all afternoon, work all afternoon, stay up late on Sunday, and then start over on Monday. Because you know what happens? You'll start over the same way the next week, the next week, the next week. He, and it can be a spirit. Here's how you break a spirit with the opposite spirit. How do you break a spirit of stress? Rest. Now, here's what it doesn't mean. Okay, I'm just going to be at home, work on my emails. You know how hard it was for me not to look at my texts and emails when I started learning this? And unfortunately, one day I was telling my wife, she goes, so how are you doing with this? I'm like, I'm doing great. She goes, well, you were looking at your emails earlier. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> so pray for me. I'm working on this. But I want to trust God, even with this ministry, we can work hard. And our team works hard. I said, work hard, play hard. But man, if we can learn this principle, be renewed, refreshed, because here's, here's something that happens in our world, and it happens in ministry, and it always annoyed me when I heard this. But this has happened to me. It's called burnout. Our whole culture lives in burnout. God gave us a way to miss burnout. So we, we, we should not, going forward, have to be burnout. Going forward in ministry, we, we shouldn't have to be burnout if we learn this principle. We trust God. You all get something good today? Yes. Now, um, there's actually a part two to this message because there are some tanks in our life that we have to keep f full. And I'm going to teach you about this, but I'm going to teach you Wednesday night at First Wednesday. So come to First Wednesday. I'll give you part two of this. Um, because what, what if you're blitzing through life and certain tanks are empty? You know, the other night, anyone like to grill burgers? I'm going to make everybody hungry here again. I'm out there. I turn the grill on. I put the burgers on. I come back inside. I go out to check them, and nothing's going on because my tank ran out of gas. I didn't know it. I wasn't paying attention to the gauge. And there's nothing worse than putting some burgers on the grill. Now, I'm talking about when you're really excited about it, right? Not when you're like, well, we're going to have a dinner. We'll just throw a burger. I'm like, burgers sound good. It was one of those moments, right? Um, and I go back out and nothing because we ran out of fuel. You know what? Our lives can get the same way. We didn't check the gauge. Our tanks are low. It's burnout. Our bodies are breaking down. A lot, most of the diseases we are facing are because our bodies are breaking down. And God said, I could prevent all that. Now, anyone wish you to learn that 20 years ago? I do. I'll be honest with you and tell you because my wife had a serious conversation with me. I wish I could tell you I fixed it right then. I just adjusted it some. But the Sabbath, God said, I command you, have a Sabbath. 
it's a gift. If we observe it, there's a blessing on our lives, a spiritual blessing, a financial blessing. Let me say this in, in closing. The Bible says that if you observe this, you'll dwell safely in the land and be blessed in the land. That reminds me of a scripture over in um, 3 John where it says, above all things, I want you to prosper and be in health. There's also a scripture that says this, if you'll observe the word of God, you will prosper. If you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the best of the land. It goes right with the scripture. If I'm willing to embrace God's perpetual covenant and if I'm obedient to do it because the Bible says this if we hear and we don't do we confuse ourselves we confuse ourselves but if we hear it and heed it God measures it back from that hearing and heeding so here's my challenge to you this isn't this isn't like an altar call message but this is just a message this morning we need to stop and say God we're, we're sorry either we blew it or we didn't know God, help teach us to find this. I want you to think about this. Going forward in your life, if your life is 50 years, 40 years, 60 years, however much more, your life could have the blessing of rest on it. You could enjoy the best from God instead of going through life fried. Just toast. Actually, they asked um, 95-year-olds, a group of 95-year-olds, what would you differently? What would you do differently if you could? And one of the things they said, I, I, I would want to slow down and enjoy things more. That, that's when you get later on in your life, that's what you're thinking about. I, I should have, what was I blitzing through life trying to achieve and get everything and be all this and have all this and realize at the end of it, I wish I'd have just in enjoyed some things more. God knew all this. God said, hey, before he goes into talking to us about don't kill people and, and, and don't lie to people and all this, he says, rest. Actually, the Bible says this, we have to labor to get into rest because he knew it takes faith. It's going to take some faith for you to shut down a day, make some adjustments. Anyone ready to make some adjustments? Shut down. So he said, well, what, what, I'm, I'm giving you all permission to go home all afternoon, rest, watch the ball game. I mean, are there any Chiefs fans anyways? I mean, 49, I mean, everyone's Steeler fans, right? As far as I can tell, everyone's a Steeler fan. So we don't really have anything invested in Super Bowl, right? No, I, I know I was talking to a Chief fan out there in the foyer. I have to pray for him, but anyways. Let's all stand. I hope you got something good. I, I hope I did a good job of explaining that to you today because I wanted you to um, he, he, hear my heart on this. I, I, I believe that in 2020, when the world is on the cusp of panic and they're on the cusp of stress and they're on the cusp of just breakdown God said my people can be sustained just like the world's finances are a mess God upholds you by the tithe got to hold us, uphold us by the spirit of rest. Here's the best thing about rest. It will refresh you. And here's the number one thing I believe that it attacks in our life. Because when you hear the word rest, it sounds peaceful, doesn't it? It attacks a spirit of worry. Because you got to worry about what you've got to get done, what you've got to... Have you ever had so much to do you didn't know where to start? Just overwhelmed? We live in that place too frequently.
Everybody just say it. We're going to say rest. Ready? One, two, three. Rest. So I declare that there's a spirit of rest. Anyone say, I'll receive that. Spirit of rest for you. I believe the commandments of God work for you. Remember, he said, I give it to prove you, to keep you from sin. Could it be it's sinful for us to have broken the Sabbath? Absolutely. It's sinful for us to have broken the Sabbath. It's sinful. Now, it may not be as bad as murdering someone, but we could be killing ourselves slowly. So, God, we ask that you forgive us. We repent. God, we didn't know. But, God, now that we know, it, can, it may be a reason, but it's not going to stay an excuse in our lives. God, we received this morning a spirit of rest. We thank you that you're a redeemer. And God, I, I think I'm looking at a room full of people that are going to be blessed in the land, have the best of the land, have the best of their life, not be stressed, not be pressed, not be anxious, because we are resting. God, we know our worry doesn't fix it. While we rest, you actually go to work, God. Thank you for the Sabbath. Thank you for the gift. We've received that gift. We'll practice that gift. God, I think we're going to have people in this house that are changed by the word of God, changed by the spirit of rest. God, we trust you. We thank you. We love you. Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com.